Hey guys, welcome back to the Offriders Podcast, official podcast of Digital and Creative MediaWorks. My name is David DCM, Creative Director, Lee Ryder, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host Ben. Now, quick disclaimer: I'm on a lot of painkillers, and I'm in a lot of pain. Uh, and a lot of people who are listening to this on iTunes are going to be very confused as to what, as yeah. to what just transpired. That might not stay in the audio version. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, it, it's I got my my foot cut into. Um, yeah. You get so, a little, little bladey blade. I also cut my hand. It's been a rough yeah. Day David's David. David's been all about blood. We, we argued about band aids. It's been a we had a yelling match about band aids that it's made been no a real, sense. Real, real roller coaster. Speaking of roller coasters, Ben, this week we're talking oh. about the themes of the Get Down Pub. Ezekiel has a real future, and you can't stand it, can you? Mama told me it won't be easy. Will you throw away your reputation so for a thug? Down is the next great American musical drama, no doubt. I'm a BNFC, whether you like it or not. Oh, my dead body. Come at me, stop. Come at me, stop. You leave this house tonight. You pulled that out of thin air. You're I'm just getting like, better at these fucking segues. Themes, storytelling, Get this meaning. Out of here. Um, I think we're getting better. I'm getting, better at segueing. I feel like I've, I've been crushing it the last Story few weeks. Storytelling. You say something funny, and I'm like, speaking of blah blah blah. A lot of storytelling. Like I see like I see like the words drifting around and like Wachika! we're um we're a, we're allergic to the word review. Mm-hmm. So instead, it's it's, it's an analysis. The scene, it's, it's the analysis. It's storytelling. In this case, we're talking about the theme specifically because you made a good. Well, I mean, if you haven't seen it, again, as always, if the name of the thing is in the title of the episode, we're gonna spoil it because we, we we break stuff down. Yeah, and even if you haven't seen the first part. There's a really good recap, which was good for me because, of course, I didn't finish the first part as we are uh, as we discussed last time we did the get down. But I did finish this one because it seemed shorter. Is it shorter? Uh yeah. The Total runtime is definitely too. shorter. Yeah. I'm just double checking. Um, yeah, it looks and it was a it's lot less episodes, and the episodes are shorter. Yeah, it's so like it was less dawning, and uh, it was. I also good. thought it. I thought I okay, it's better. It's better in every way. We made a mistake in our episode about season one. I made some Part offhanded one. comment about how cheap it looked. That apparently was an aesthetic choice. It was one of the most expensive TV shows ever made. <laughs> and this season was the same. Yeah, I was going to say, like... Well, the, the animation in this season is crazy. Like, would have cost mm, so much money. Yeah, I have gripes about the animation. Oh, we can get to that in um, a... Well, that's kind of one of the themes throughout, is, like, the whole Wu-Tang Clan. The whole... Kung Fu... Superhero. Wushu superhero thing. Yeah. And they blend that with Marvel, and then they go, like, full Star Wars... <sighs> It's all thing. Well, no, no. I mean, okay. That, it's that, fun though. The Star Wars things is is fine because that's like, that's not a style. That's just the that's just like the cultural humor. And they hang a lampshade on it when it yeah, happens. They're like, oh, we're realizing doing Star Wars. that it's it's from the the seventies mm-hmm. and Star Wars was a thing. Yeah. Now it's still a thing, but it's it's different. Is it the? It's not like oh, I saw that new Star Wars film and it's really good. Now it's oh, I saw the new Star Wars. <laughs> I want Vader to put his lightsaber in me, kind of thing. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Well, no, I was, I was being the internet, and right. that, I wasn't speaking for... I was speaking for the internet. So what are we talking about this episode, David? Ah, uh, good point. Good question. Uh, just so much coding. No, um, I, what, <laughs> what I was going to... It's going to be a weird episode. It's going to be a weird day of recording for us. Yeah. Um, No, well, I guess I wanted to talk specifically about... The show itself is really well structured and paced this season compared to last season. Right. Last season was good. Like, it's a good solid entry to a tv yeah it's a good like introduction you you kind of get the gist of what they're going for like compared to this season the first season felt like a tech demo 
kind of thing where they were like okay what's the feeling of the show where are the edges of it and then this season was like they it hits the ground and it's f- it's shorter and every like it hits its stride immediately i feel like the f- part one is really it's the setup required to have the storyline for part two because part two is part one is a lot of this is coming from someone who's seen two episodes of part one wow that's all um, you watch for that episode we did on yeah you are a dirtbag um so it's like people at home and and coming from from the, the the surprisingly good recap they do at the end as well, it is shockingly um, good. Yeah, yeah. You're like, I was like, oh, cool, a recap, and I was like, oh, I don't have to see it anymore. That's good. Um, I do like that one. Whenever you start a new show, and they're like, here's what happened last time, like, but oh, it's actually you. good and useful. Yeah. Um. But in this one, they, they it sort of seems they were setting up all of the characters and all of the kind of the uh, the the conflicts that they play with in part two, because I think if they try if they hadn't done they done like a thing where they tried to do their own sort of self-contained storyline in part one, which mm-hmm. is probably why it wasn't as amazing yeah. as part two. Um, and then, you, you know, you wouldn't have that set up into part two, which is really good. You would have had like, just like one hump in part one, and then you have to start all over again from yeah. that kind of like point of not much happening into it like, oh, much... conflict. Okay, conflict resolved. It now was... it's like, it's conflict immediately. Conflict, it's, it's basically... conflict, and then it resolves itself. It's, it's like, not to use the Star Wars reference, but it is the Revenge of the Sith moment. <laughs> yeah. Wait, is Revenge of the Sith the one with, is that the Hayden Christensen one? Are you one, talking or is that... about what? The one what after episode? A New Hope. A New Hope. The one after that. Uh, is that Revenge of the Sith? Revenge or is of that... the Sith, Return of the Jedi. Yeah. And then I think. W- What's the, what's the third one called? With Hayden Christensen as, fuck. Is that I don't not know. Revenge of the Sith? That might be Revenge of the Sith. What's episode five? I don't know the original Star Wars films. Re- Revenge of the Empire. The Empire Strikes Back. The Empire Strikes Back is what it's called. Right. Yes. So that's episode five, and then yeah. episode six is Return of the Jedi. Yeah. So what I was saying is that this this season reads a lot like it starts off as Revenge of the Empire. Fuck no. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Where are you going with this? I'm trying to say that. Oh, holy shit! Um, I'm trying to say that this the first half Just of the say season. The episode number. The first half of the season plays a lot like episode five, and then the the end of it plays a lot like Return of the Jedi. Episodes three, six. <laughs> Episode three, six, fuck. Episode six, yes. Turn of the Jedi. So yeah, the first half of the season is like five, and then the second half is like six. So when you say first half, you're talking part one. No, I mean of the, of this season. So oh, okay. Of season two, of part Where two. Where it just kicks in immediately. Yeah, with it's it's like one. it's like you get right. Yeah, it, it it doesn't do like season one spends a lot of time trying to establish uh, Zeke and his position in the world, and then Marlene and her position, and it gives you a lot of like there's a lot of world building through a yeah, lot of the disco basically. scene and. And you get a lot of like the setup for Cadillac and how how his mother works how the and drug and how the drug business works. And yeah, I think it's crucial for season two to it's understand super important for season how two the drug stuff how functions. Work. Yeah, but like not even just how the drug stuff works, but like what um uh what Shaolin Fantastic's role is in that organization, mm. like because he's not he's not just a drug runner. I think that's that the complexity of his role with. He's what, like a what's, what's the mother called? Uh, uh Fat Ann. Fat, Fat Annie, Annie. Yeah. yeah. So his his relationship with Fat Annie and the way that she kind of manipulates him emotionally, you, you can only really really understand that if you've seen, or you have the context of season one and how that drug stuff functions. Yeah. Because then when you get the challenge from Zeke, where it's like, stop doing drugs, stop dealing drugs, and Shaolin's like, yeah, sure, whatever, and then he gets <laughs> he gets 
is it Boo that he gets involved with it, or is it? Yeah, Ra-Ra? he gets Boo involved. Yeah, and so Boo ends up helping him because Boo's like the impressionable youngest one of them all. Yeah, and obviously, did they change the actor for Boo? No, they're all the same. He just like got weirdly older. There was one of them that aged really quickly. I think Boo aged. They yeah, he looks so different because you look at like they do like the stills in like the start of season at the start of the the part, and it's like there's like a there's like a shot of Boo from like the start of part one. And he's like, I was like, he's a different actor, right? He looks so young. Yeah. Maybe they just got him through that right puberty age. Well, where I, he think, just, I think he was only like 16 or 17 in the first one. And then he no, might have just like, like gone through a He's like bed. 18 now. So he's... Well, like, I, I th- Wait, so, no, part one was like earlier this year. Yeah. Maybe he didn't age. Maybe it hasn't, he's a different actor. I don't, I don't think it's a different actor, though. I don't think it is. But like, he definitely looks different. Maybe they aged... Look it up. <laughs> they spent a lot of money on season one, so they might have aged him down or up or sideways or something. Yeah. Oh, no. Good I did I make... People were really upset that I made that... Like, because I was being authentic. So I was like... I, I, my comment was that it looked... I said that season one looked... Um, or part one looked cheap. And right. it was an aesthetic choice that they were going for to represent that space. People were like, the TV show was so expensive, it cost some millions. And I'm like, yeah, wow. I get it. I know, like, chill out. Like, no, I get it. It's the same guy. They definitely aged him down. Well, they definitely did things to make him look younger in... Probably makeup or something. Yeah, because, like, that's him now. So, I mean... That's how he looks in season, in part two. In part two. So, yeah. Ma- yeah. Or maybe was there was a double. I don't know. Who knows? But, like, even... Because he looks a lot like... He looked a lot like, um, young... Young Chris Brown. Yes, From actually, that TV show. Uh, yeah. Shit. Yeah, you know the one I'm talking. The yeah, he looks a lot like that. I thought it was the same wait, actor, but I was like, Chris, wait. Do you mean Chris Brown or Chris Rock? Chris, you mean Chris Rock. Rock. Yeah, yeah. Chris Rock from that show. Was that called Everybody Hates Rock or Everybody Hates Chris? Everyone hates. Everybody Everyone hates, hates Chris. Hates Chris. Yeah. that was. A great I thought it was that actor. I was like, wait, no, because that show came out like. Also, that kid would be like 20. He'd be like 25 now. Yeah, yeah so it's but not the same kid, but he I, looks a lot like him. I, I thought that that was interesting. The way that because really what you've got is three main stories in part two. So you've got. Uh, the story of Zeke and how he's trying to, like, get out of the slums and how he's... Well, not, not the slums, but sort of how he's trying to get out of the gangs and how he's trying to, like, build a career for himself. Right. With both the city and the music. And then you've got Shaolin's sort of stories. He tries to work out what his place is going to be in this... Yeah. This, this well, that, changing I, I don't think there's only three stories. I think there's, like... I think every character has... Every main character kind of has, like, a weird, like, their own story... Even, like, the side characters have their own story. And they kind of... They'll do this thing. I talked about this, uh, like, on Facebook or some shit. Where they'll, they'll like... They'll take, like, six characters. Or, like, seven or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they'll pair them up. Or they'll group them up. And they'll, they'll create a conflict. Because there'll be a point at which each of their individual arcs, like, cross at a certain... Like, at a certain point. Yeah. And the conflict is the same. Like, the conflict for each of the characters is exactly... It's like married each other, and they'll do this cool thing where they'll run, they'll run through each of these three conflicts yep. in chronological order. Except they'll just bounce between them. Yes. So you'll only get bits and pieces of each one. You won't, you never get the full story of each of the conflicts, but the context for all of the other ones and give you an implication for the one that's the one that isn't before. being shown. Yeah. So I think the first one, the first time they do it really well, is the conflict where it's not really conflict, but when. Um, Mylene is at her photo shoot. Mm-hmm. Um, Ezekiel is at his internship and he's working late. And the Mylene's mother is like currently cheating with. She, uh, she's with, like having she's having some handy yeah, time with, with the uh yeah with Papa. 
And they, they do the thing where they, they run. Papa Puerto. I can't, I can never. <laughs> He's someone such a like, cool character. Someone yeah. was like, what's he called? And I'm like, I can't say it. I can't roll it properly. Yeah. It's like Papa Puerto. And they do the thing where they, they run the three stories side by side. You see like, you see Ezekiel kiss whoever that girl is. Um, but you, ne- you and you're like, you get the implication that Mylene and you find out that she like smoked a joint with the, the guy, Ryan or whatever. Her like manager. Yeah. Kind of and then you get the, the quite overt like sort of adultery with the mother but like Wait, did she f- what happened what happens there uh i think they burn oh i think they burn down they i don't burn down numerous times i thought the, that they series. had oh uh, yeah they do burn down they a do lot. burn down a few times yeah um but they like they create this thing where it's like they don't show each of them in full but by the end of it you're able to realize that like i you know they they all fucked they all did the bad yeah well that that's what's kind of interesting they I think, all like cheated all of in the, different ways yeah like, and then that's kind of a theme that runs deep throughout the show is like Someone will do something incorrectly, and then the person on the other side of the conflict will do something equally incorrectly in, in like the same realm. Yeah, and they'll get. And but they the consequences will be different. I thought that was so interesting to like the way that that played out. Yeah, and then there were moments where I th- particularly I'm thinking of um, when uh, so Shaolin, it's it's before he gets Boo involved, but there's some. It's it's when he first moves into his new place, and the whole gang moves with him, and it's like a castle or whatever. It's, there's like that castle metaphor where yeah. it's like a cartoon or whatever and then it can't, falls down around them immediately because you realize that Shaolin's been so it's definitely after so Shaolin's been grooming Boo to become a drug dealer and then this is Boo like very late in the it's pretty in the late series, yeah. yeah but that that the the parallel there is that Cadillac does the same thing where he breaks down his kingdom but it's from the other side where he then decides not to go back with Fat Annie he decides to take the record label by himself yeah because Cadillac has the the, the disco army yes and then Which the same thing happens to ridiculous. Papa Puerto where his deals with the mayor dry up because of the because death of the of, arson and stuff. And the arson and the death of the um Oh my god. Uh, uh, Marlene's father that yeah, brought the, the spotlight priest. on him that then revealed the arson stuff. Yeah. And it's this really cool thing where it never feels like it's the same conflict, but it's exactly the same for all of them. Where suddenly the base of stability that they'd all built up across the season immediately falls apart at the same time. Yeah. And it's a really cool kind of thing where because the contexts are different, it never feels like they're trying to like be like everybody's having a bad day. It's just, <laughs> it's just like everyone's it's just conflict. shit's always going down. Yeah, because yeah. it turns out that if you're in the Bronx and you're hustling, shit's always going down. Yeah, and that's one of the. I think that's why Jaden Smith is in it. Um, and you know his character is. I think. <laughs> Can we talk about Jaden Smith in this for two, a while? Two things before we get into <laughs> He's it. So confusing as a character. Two things before we get into it. <laughs> First of all, because I, I want to acknowledge like how. <sighs> I, I want to do the genuine thing, and then we can talk about how fucking strange it is. First sure, of all, first be of genuine all, first. First of all, it's fucking transformative how they've brought a character into this show who is like, he's 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 transcendative of his gender and his identity and all of that stuff. Oh yeah, in a way that is so it, it doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like a bit part. Like it's just is his character. Uh, if it's so much, it's so beyond the scope of. Like his arc is like everyone else's arc. You have you let's let's have, let's have a box. And everyone else is bouncing around this box. He's like orbiting the box mm. at like Mach six, and it's like you, you'll he'll occasionally get really close to the box, and you're like, oh, there he is, and then he flies off into the fucking and that's, stratosphere that it's, again. And it's so awesome because what? <laughs> and because he's the one that's relaying the details of the story to you somewhat throughout through his comic books. Yeah. The awesome thing is that as he's doing that orbiting, he literally, and then obviously the the, the analogy of him being the alien. The literal analogy of that is that he's actually orbiting and telling you what's happening. Like, it's so cool. What, and like, is he is he gay? Can we, like, is he gay? 
I don't think it's he's so weirdly implied, but I because well he kisses so he kisses Thor in in part one. I don't oh, think does he's he? yeah. I miss that. It's it's in one of the later episodes. So I assume he is then. I don't know that he's gay though because I don't think he identifies as being a man in part. That's two. the thing. I think he's like it's it's a it's it's beyond that where they're they're almost making like a trans reference. I, but is there and, a, is there a version? I'm really gonna reveal my ignorance. Is there a version sure. where you don't identify with one of the two? Yeah, he's sort of like a. Yeah, there is. Because that's what he he operates like the, in that the, space. The whole where he's, spectrum. Thing, where yeah. it's no longer about his gender; it's about his preferences for life and what he mm. enjoys. And I think that's why the alien thing works so well. Yeah, I think I think it's really. At first, I was like, I was like, who's this alien character? Yeah, <laughs> it was just confusing. Um, no, I think I think it is. It's a weird. Part of me is just like, oh, it's classic Jaden Smith. Um, I mean, dude's strange. <laughs> I mean, in you, in part one, it's toward the end. They like smoke rock and they get real high and they're at a nightclub and the girl that he went with makes like gets him like convinces him to kiss thor and then because because he's because jaden smith's character in that is like still like graffiti artist yeah yeah yeah. and so is thor and they get caught but thor gets thrown in prison and he doesn't that that gets explained yeah Yeah, and so when thor comes back jaden smith has like transcended his kind of gender role and he's now yeah the alien that's orbiting just i mean shit's i mean like Talk about like fucking breaking some goddamn boundaries. Yeah, and it's a fucking wanker about it. At no point are they like, th- th- I thought what was good is at no point do they go like, he's not a stereotype. He's different. He's a representative. I think I think, I think the best part was when um when Shaolin like found him. Oh man, dude and he was just like, walks in. He's like, he's like, you do you. Like, he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I ain't gonna tell anyone, but like, man, like, it's fucking you know, weird. It's like whatever, dude. Just like the actor for Shaolin Fantastic in this season really did some fucking heavy lifting. Like, like, just from an acting acting perspective. Oh, I mean, he's the he's nuance fantastic. of the shit that he was like, because he's like, he's like the classic Wu Tang Clan kung fu DJ. Yeah, and he's like guy. very much the um, he's like the I don't know. In the first, in part one, he's like the pillar that they all like surround. But in this one, he's like, he's like the crumbling pizza box that they it's all Obi-Wan. surround. It's it's, it's Obi Wan Kenobi. It's Obi Wan Kenobi. In in a new hope, Obi Wan's like the pillar. And the second yeah, one, he's dead. Luke starts to question whether or not any of the Force stuff matters, and then Yoda's there, and he's like fucking useless. <laughs> There's like a short green dude, and it's like really weird. Yeah, tends totally, to be crazy for no reason, even totally though they're clearly running low on time. Yeah, fucking Star Wars. But like, <laughs> also, how good? I, this is unrelated. How good if in the new Star Wars? Um, <laughs> totally jump cutting. How, how, how good? How good if in the new Star Wars? Fucking Luke like pretends to be like dottery and like Yodery, and Ray's like, dude, we're running out of fucking time. Like, First Orders, and he's like. Yeah, I just Yoda did it to Look, me. Look, I don't, I don't do want to get into the new Star Wars because like, we'll be here for hours. Yeah, we might do an OTS um, on it at some point. Fuck soon. me. Um. But like, no, okay. So, <laughs> but that that aside, I, I thought it was interesting that in season two, as Zeke grows up, your perspective on Shaolin changes. So it stops becoming Shaolin's the superhero, and now that they're all on the same level, yeah, you realize you start he's... to realize that he's actually kind of as yeah. you know, he's maybe not the best guy. And What's his name Kevin. Uh, who? What's his real name? He reveals it at the end. It's like Kevin oh, or something. It's no, like really it's, boring. It's not Kevin. It's like it's it's it's, it's a C sound. It's like Conroy or Curtis or something. It's Curtis. Yeah, yeah, it's Curtis. Look at my recall. Nice. I, yeah, there you go. Yeah, it's like when you learn his name, you're like, oh, that's a shit name. Yeah, but it's like there. I there's something really cool about, and I'm, this is explored through the duality of <laughs> Zeke rapping on stage as books at his concert when he's an adult. So the, those flash right, forwards yeah. to when he's well, like... Is he, is he still books in the future? Uh, I think it's some, it's some it's version. A weird thing, it's as, some version of that. It doesn't matter what his rap alias is as, no. when he's older, but it's... The, and I think... Because it's the kind of thing where, like, in the group, he's books. Like, as the Get Down Brothers, he's books. 
But like, I think there's some version. There's a reference in one of the songs in season one that he's rapping that I think is that he still books. I'm not 100. Okay. But the whole premise it of that, matter. the whole yeah. duality of that, where he's rapping on stage to this audience, he he's like he's like K Dot, like he's like Kendrick. He's level. basically yeah, he's, yeah. He's, he's 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 an allegory for Kendrick Lamar at this point, where he's like <laughs> he's like the top of the rap game in the future. Yeah. But the cool thing is that he's singing with three girls. The whole time through, like from episode one, part one, when I when he's singing I, with three girls, and that, when you get to I the end, and they tears. don't fucking show you who the girls so are, angry. I lost my fucking mind. I was like, I mean, it's not. I was, like, sh- I, was I know it's, it's not. not them, but I was like, at I least show so me angry. so I know. I was, yeah. fear- I was like, yeah. Fuck you. Well, that yeah, that that annoyed me a lot. I was like, such Ooh. a clever device. Yeah, such a clever device, and it's it him- catches up on you, and you're like, oh. yeah, and it, when it catches up to you, you're like, oh, shit, he he really was holding on to. There's so much you can read into. Oh, it's so clever that. Like, them being backup singers, you know, it's just, like... Because... There's elements of this season I didn't like. Um, and I think the music is... The music's cool, but it, it doesn't have the same kind of authenticity as the first. You, you know what it is? I don't want to be that guy. But you know why? Why? Because... Because they left... The, no, because the season's about the music becoming, like, gentrified and owned by the label. But the product of that is that the music itself isn't that... To- well, the, the problem the problem I had is this, and it was just like a weird thing I noticed where I was like, God damn it, this is really annoying. But um, Mylene's Toy Box song was completely out of place. Like Mylene's Toy Box song, the the really the really like risque one. Oh, at the weird nightclub where everyone's touching each other's bits and yeah, the 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 you got to cross your T's and whatever the fuck that the weird guy. Yeah, you got to put things up your bum sometimes. Yeah. Um. I forget what they call it, but that that song that really annoyed me. Isn't that where they got a really an actor that looks nothing like Misty Holloway to play Misty Holloway? Is that that scene? Yeah, yeah, I was like, yeah. I was like, is that? Oh, like is that, that who they're going yeah. for? Um, yeah, but that annoyed me because I was listening to it and I was like, and that kind of music didn't exist in the set. It just didn't exist. Like it really did not exist. It, you had you had like stars. You had like you had pop music, but like you didn't have synths. You didn't have like auto tune because that song is auto tuned. Like the but bear, oh, the beers out. <laughs> bear in mind, yeah, what the, the and I get that. I understand the metaphor they were going for. But bear in they mind, they were trying the to whole... make this whole like she's changed and she's doing this whole risque sure. thing. But for me, I was just like, this just looks like a Miley Cyrus thing. And Miley Cyrus, that whole zeitgeist s- yeah. genre is very much like nowadays <laughs> like back then it it wasn't really i gotta be honest it's even it's even not even it's even in the past like we've even moved past we've gone yeah. from that to like your it, chat fakers it, and your other like we've we've honestly i would have been fine if it was like if it still had its roots in like disco but like that whole nightclub was like it felt like the nightclub scene from uh the social network which is a film set in like 2006 no. you know you know what that nightclub scene felt like it felt like a fucking nightclub on like in like a mass effect game yeah like it, it, it was it just too it was, far it, removed it, it looked like guardians of the fucking galaxy <laughs> like that's what it was and i it that whole i sequence... get they were going for the whole oh it's different but it's like they you know they still had the cool elements of like all of the drag all of the drag queens and like with when you know when she went to that apartment when she like ran away from home or whatever and she like wrote a song that with sequence them. was good. that was cool because that's it was genuine. That was like was genuine, authentic. authentic. But like the, the um, the nightclub. Just like, I think it was, it was just, just so much. out of place. And especially when you look at like the mysticism and the the the, the heroic mythology that's around the get down and 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 the the five kingdoms. It just seemed and- really tacky and plastic. Which 
at second yeah, in, intention in com- is good. Yeah, in comparison to that, the nightclub scene just feels flat. Yeah. Because it's supposed to be this, like... She's, it's like it's like the other side of the culture. It's, it's meant like, to be like her but it felt like awakening. F- but it felt flat because what you've got on the other side of that is the Get Down Brothers solidifying their role as, you know, the 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 kind of mentees of Flash. Even like Misty Holloway's song, the little bit she did. Like that was good because that was that was, was still true to, to yeah. what it was. But, like, they just threw in this weird... It just, and, they, it was and, like, much. the backup dances and, like, the choreography, I was like, this looks like a Miley Cyrus No, it looks concert. like a fucking Lady Gaga concert. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a good that's one. What, that's what... That because... Yeah, so then like that's... the crazy outfits, the literal toy box. See, okay, like, here's, here's, here's it where It just right. felt too modern. There are a few minor tweaks that would fix this season and make it almost perfect. Right. You cut that song, you make it her getting up on stage, and instead of that crazy nonsense... She just sings a really good disco song. It's a really good disco song. Swing the hips, risque, whatever. Yeah, like have good, some fun good with shit. it. And you know, maybe she, you know, you got some sexy male backup dancers. Yeah. And that's it. And that's that's her awakening. And then you get you um, have her the, father kill yeah. himself because that's a great like Dante's Inferno moment. Oh fuck me, that whole scene. Just... When when he, I, I was not. I didn't see that. When, I didn't expect when that. he was in the like recording the tape, and then he. I <laughs> I was watching it just um, like the whole just the I fucking lost I was like the build up shit. of like all of you know you know he's a bit of an a, like a religious nut you know all of this you know he runs he runs the church he wants Mylene to be like the main singer but like the setup of having him like sit in that church while like shit. drunk and like and he screaming into a microphone and you're like you're like this is powerful shit and then he shoots himself it's like <laughs> and he solves um, he solves all of their problems by killing himself. It's awful. Like like every problem that Marlene had, he solves. Well, he, he re- and then in doing so, he creates the problem. He actually of- resolves the entire storyline of the film of the, the series by how- killing himself. And it's like fuck. Like then- yeah, sure. Some characters get wrecked. Like Papa. Like Papa, Papa Bless Puerto. gets. Puerto. Yeah, he gets like captured, but that was gonna happen. Oh, that was inevitable. Cause yeah. Of- but then you know. The but cool then like thing- Marlene escapes. Like uh, yeah. It it's not really related, but um, you know, you have you have like the big sort of get down alliance, which is kind of weirdly separate, but they you know again they bounce this. Can I ask you? Can I ask you a question? Because I don't really understand some of that. So like the well, I I got I got a bit like confused. the whole like gang allegiance. Well, thing? I, I got I mean, a bit. Don't con- ask me because I'm not. No, I, I got a bit <laughs> confused from the Bronx. Well, because no, well, because like because like I, I've like I'm 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 deep in hip hop. Like you know that I I roll sure. I roll deep in that shit. But one thing I didn't understand is that. They were talking like they they didn't want to instrumentalize the get down sound. Yeah, which I get. Don't get me wrong, because like the DJ is what makes the live experience that what it is. And you listen to like early, you know, when when Kendrick was K dot with his first mixtapes, mix and it's all kind of like it's all records and old samples and stuff. It's not really like live bands. I got a bit confused to like when they rally the other get down crews. I thought that Flash Gordon was the one that had invented the get down in pop. Is that the Is that the phone that's filming us? <laughs> is it still filming us? That's it. This is gonna be this is gonna be a weird one. Are we are we are we fucked? Hang on, let me check Yeah, sure. Uh, three, two, one, for the for the reshoot, for the uh, for the classic, 
Hollywood reboot. Hey, gang. We're back. The we phone rang. The phone. I don't know. It's not connected to anything. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't understand. Sure. Um, there's no SIM card in That's creepy, dude. Maybe it's, like, haunted. Did we watch The Ring by yeah. accident? No, that um, was the phone call. Yeah. Oh, shit. That was the seven <laughs> days. Yeah. Um, oh, that's fucking terrifying, dude. How good is The Ring? Anyway, the books are way better than the film. Sure. Important. Um, Spirals of so continue david yeah so look what i was what the fuck was i saying uh we were talking about like the the how the flash flash gordon was the um she yeah the main i don't know i thought that he <laughs> like he would the run impression it. i got in, in the first season is that he invented the get down sound but yeah it, they do but, they, they but do I, mention but I, that. but I misinterpreted that what they were saying in season one is that he was like oh in part one beg your pardon is that he was like um uh, he was one of the grandmasters. He wasn't the grandmaster, right? But I kind of missed that a bit. So then in season two, I thought it was weird that there were other. Gra- I, mean, I don't know. I just, I just really, I was a bit confused. It makes sense when you watch season two and you're like, okay, cool. But they yeah. didn't really see that in season one at all. Yeah, like it would have been cool if Flash Gordon in season one. Is he called Flash Gordon or is he just called Flash? I think he's just Grandmaster Flash. Flash. Grandmaster Flash. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know why I've got Flash. Flash Gordon. What's the same era? It's where, the, it's where they got the name from. Yeah. Um. A Grandmaster Flash, I assumed that he was the only Grandmaster, but I guess that's not correct. No. Obviously. And then- I, th- I think it was like, it, it's a thing where it was like, there's, there's like the gra- the three Grandmasters of the Get Down have like their own separate domain. So there's like the, the DJ yeah. record. There's, there's like one of the guys is more focused on like the B-Boys. The dancing. Yeah. It's like giving, giving the, um, giving the dancers like a Get Down. Um, Flash, I think, was the one focused on giving the like the wordsmith the, the wordsmith the rhymes. Oh, I don't know what so the third good. one was. I think the third one was just the um. The, well, the third one was like peace and harmony, right? Yeah, those were just those guys. They were like the genuine good guys. Of the <laughs> they story. were like the um, yeah, the what was this like? Leave, it's like um, like it's like come in peace or leave in pieces. Yeah, was their thing. Yeah, I was like, yeah, that's nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like, I, I absolutely fuck with the whole concept of the get down and where that comes from. And like the way that they put that together in the historical context of how hip hop came up in the Bronx and how all that happened. Like, I get it. And yeah. I it's, it's, it's a really, um, it's a really like good way to sort of introduce people to it and just if, make if, it really interesting. And, and if you're not someone that knows about hip hop and, and, and the interactions it had with disco and the weird eras that it went through. Yeah. Watching a show is a really easy access to get in. Yeah. To that you're like, culture. okay, I get it. I and can. Like, and if, if you listen to Wu-Tang or Run the Jewels. I can run a, run a half hour online podcast about. Yeah. About I mean, hip hop once. One time, <laughs> one time. But like, it it's interesting because something they did really well is they made it really easy for people who might be interested to like the barrier for entry is quite oh, low because of the show, two. right? So like the Wu Tang Clan and like the mysticism around that and the the kung fu aliases and yeah, it, it gives you an insight into how some of that stuff might have happened. So that when you do hear it and like I was saying before the start of the episode, um, spilled beer all over me, dude. Nice, it's alright. It's a camera forever. Sorry, no one saw it. Um, K Dot's latest record, so damn, uh, Kendrick Lamar's latest record. Um, in that, he introduces the rap alias Kung Fu Kenny as an homage yep. to the Wu Tang and that era. And this show is a great like entry point for people that might like hip hop or like the TV show, and they go, ah, oh, what's all that about? And when you hear Run the Jewels, and you hear, <laughs> um, and you go back to those older sounds yeah. and Wu Tang and um, uh, Tribe Called Quest and all those people, they're kind of it's it's not even it's it's not like mythology but there's like a there's like a tactile sense of like 
uh, mythology might be the right word, but there's like a mythology behind the way that hip hop behind it's 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 like mythology in everyday in in like everyday things. Yeah, and it, and it's fine, and it, because that's the only thing that you have to cope with the situation that's happening, and it helps. Yeah, and this show did a really good job of showing that while that's a good thing, it's actually not the only solution. It's almost like it's a it's almost like it's a documentary. But like a like a always like a mockumentary kind of thing where it's just like here's because it's obviously like fictional, very like very close real slash fictional characters, yep. and it's like here's like like one story of how like hip hop began, and here's and here's how we got to the point we're at. Yeah, and I think that that it, the, the respect that they treat the whole <laughs> landscape with is yeah because they don't, haven't they don't, seen before yeah because they don't just look only at oh he's making records and spitting rhymes it's like no there's the whole you know there's the hustle there's the whole there's like drugs and there's yeah. the beats and there's the record deals and it's all of that stuff and it's like contracts are treated like contracts yeah you know i, I don't know it just it's got like, like trap yeah like, it, yeah, well, got literally, that, yeah that's what a lot of like record labels <laughs> are like yeah and i just thought that it was a really respectful way to take that part of history and tell a really genuinely good story for all the white kids respectful. out there like us actually to, well to no, get a good piece of no the well, i i i think it's it's for a lot of people that say i don't have white privilege <laughs> those people that they listen to hip-hop and they you know they drop the n-word and all those people sure this show i think for them hopefully can shed a bit of light on what it might actually be like to live in yeah, it's a bit of position yeah, it's just kind of a good time and as it's well. but at the same time it's fun it's easy to access but you get a sense of you're like shit's fucked like shit was fucked up yeah and for you to say I don't have the I don't have any advantages they didn't have, if you watch this and you go actually that's a good representation of what actually happened, yeah. you can't fucking say that. Yeah. And I I don't know I just think we need more of this kind of thing where it's it's the opposite of what the SJWs would have done with this right. It's not. It it's, doesn't. Yeah. It's, it's 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 not being diverse for the sake of it, or it's it's not telling the story for the sake. It's telling a good story, and hopefully through it you learn a bit about the yeah, culture. Like as if, a, if as we're pissing sense. if we're pissing our audience off. Our audience really do not pulling use Tumblr, off SJWs. So I think it's fine. Yeah, it it like it it takes like sort of a a section of of our period, which a lot of people, and I guess we don't get this in Australia because we're kind of like a few thousand kilometers away. But it takes that period of history that's like weird and like uncomfortable for some people, and it just like shines a light on it, and then goes like, "Have fun." Yeah, <laughs> and, and right in. The truth is, you do have fun. <laughs> yeah, but it's you, a weird. But you're like, man. Uh, books had it hard and, it's then you, a weird and you go oh shit a lot of kids had it hard it it takes the cognitive dissonance of being able to like be like oh like those times were horrible but like some amazing shit happened and it makes it kind of easier to digest and because, you understand the because avoiding something just because of the cognitive dissonance is really bad because it it causes complete disconnects to people who went through it well, you that's know when if you you're s- just like yeah. i don't want to hear about how bad it was in the bronx because that's racist well that then the people who lived in the bronx are like well fuck you then like just go live off in your like live in your yeah. like precious bubble and it's then- like actually diving in and like in these you know this isn't an all-encompassing thing it's not mm-hmm. like once you've watched the get down you're officially free from all of your f- white privilege you know it's not like it's not doing that it's just saying like here's an here's like one aspect of like what it was like living there in the like but we're following a certain storyline that connects to this thing that still exists it's not just like a film about growing up 
in the Bronx. Yeah. It's or a series. It's a series about like the origins of something that still exists. So you have that like um sort of cultural it's connection. A touchstone, yeah. Yeah, and you're like, well, cuz most people are like hip hop's just it's just been there. That's like, well, it's actually pretty new. <laughs> and and you know, I one of the things this might be a good place to end, I guess, but one of the as as a hip hop fan, like, you know, I I grew into hip hop. I grew into Australian hip hop. I grew into like That's the weirdest part once you realize that it's like that thing like oh, dude, jumped the ocean and came to there's, Australia. Dude, there's, a, there's, a, there's a Netflix ad for this that features horror show. <laughs> no, I fuck you not. That's so that's such my a deep favorite, reference. My favorite Australian hip hop group. There is a Netflix ad for the get down where they talk to horror show about how what happened in the Bronx during that time influenced how they make music. So like the horror show as in like horror show we had an hour long live stream where we sat down, drank those drank 4x and listened to the album before releasing it that horror show it was not 4x what, what was it like I don't know. it was like uh, carlton or something no it was like the or something it wasn't oh, right, sure. yeah not important <laughs> but they're like they're like one of my favorite hip-hop groups but what's interesting is very that, australian but is that they're part of this branch of the tree that is hip-hop yeah and what what the get down does is it shows you where that tree started yeah and it's so crucial for when you want to be a person who talks about that genre talks about those people you have to have a place to start and this gives you a really nice grounding for like shit was fucked and what these people <laughs> did is they took the energy and the negativity they had and they did something with it yeah and it's a i just think it's a really like it's not a message or anything they but beat it's, disco which thank fuck dude someone had to <laughs> fuck those guys um but it was like like you know they, they they took the negativity and they they took the anger and they made stuff that is awesome from it yeah. and it's i think it's it's a lesson that we could and all we kind still of enjoy it today from. Fuck, man. Which is the weirdest part. It's crazy. There, there, is some, and there are some crazy through lines of how this kind of has affected the hip-hop industry in some ways. And, you know, when people say stuff like, oh, well, you know, black people don't have it that hard. Kendrick Lamar is the best rapper in the world. It's like, <laughs> what are you talking about? You know what I mean? Like, it's insane. It's like, first of all, of course he is. Second of yeah, all. First of all, it's got nothing to do with his skin color. Dude <laughs> yeah. is a fucking genius. Like, that's oh, crazy, man. Uh, that might be a good place to end. So, if you've got any recommendations for us, Ben, anything you've been peeping this week i've been playing receiver yeah you mentioned i don't know what that is which is like a game from like 2012 um it was actually so you know super hot it was made in the same game jam Uh, um so it's very like interesting right that's all i'm gonna say interesting um my only recommendation all i've been doing all week is listening to the new kendrick album (laughs) i've been banging it so hard it's so duckworth is like I was like, I was like, man, my favorite Kendrick song is definitely like Poetic Justice. Like, it's like Drake, it's Kendrick. They're rapping about bitches and money. It's fucking gold, right? And then like Duckworth, the classic. Then like Duckworth comes. It's the last track on the album, and it fucks your mind so hard. So good. That Immortal Man from the previous album. But I've been fucking with Kendrick all week. I went right. back and like listened to all of his old stuff. Like, I'm deep in it right now. So that's like my <laughs> recommendation. It's like hit the new. Ken- it's on Spotify. It's on fucking iTunes. It's on Apple Play. Like, it's so good. Google Play is what I meant. Google Play. Um, a lot music. of codeine. Um, but yeah, uh, otherwise, Ben, where can people find us? Facebook. Yep. Twitter. Two. Instagram. Yep. YouTube. Yep. Patreon. Patreon. Yep. Redbubble. Yeah, you is got it. Is that all six? You got a fan. That's Instagram. Seven, you've already said six, You've already said Instagram. Did I? Yep. Oh. That's the second week in a row you've said the same thing twice. Twitter. No, Twitter? okay, let's not, let's not keep pitching. Uh, if you want to get at us on Twitter, the best way is at DCM underscore works. We also track hashtag afa pod uh, so if you want to tweet at the show or you can just tweet at us individually just tweet at um, us but as always this episode is brought to you by digital ocean our fam our boys 
our gang. The people who keep this shit running. They help me afford this the lights. literal garbage. Yes. We don't know why they do it. I don't know. Probably because we pay them. Yes. No, it's not how that... <laughs> they pay us. No, we... They're as we pay them to host our... Corru- yeah. No, they... We... Yes. Well, as you say... They we- pay us to tell them that we... To tell you guys that they... Oh, my that God. That we pay I mean, them to host... You really yeah. fudged the ad there. Um, look, we use them to host our podcast. They're great. But you can get paid They're cr- for two months. Stop pitching ideas. It's getting worse. Uh... <laughs> If you go to dcm.work slash ocean, you get $10 of credit on us. It helps out the show. They're a server hosting platform. You can set up a droplet in like 90 seconds. It's fantastic. Hey, David, what do they host? Servers? Droplets? What do they host specifically? Our podcast. Hey. This podcast. This podcast. You wouldn't hear it in your ear holes unless for them except YouTube now. So. Right. Which is where the video bit comes in. Which you can see on YouTube. We're doing the video now. So if you're listening to this on iTunes and you're like, at least it's, you're like you're... why was there a pillar gag at the start? I can't see that. It's why, on YouTube. Why, why didn't Ben say anything at the start of the yeah. episode? Yeah. Why did they have that weird conversation? You can see that all on yeah. YouTube. Why so was there a ringing halfway through? So go to youtube.com slash DCMworks to, to watch the video. To watch us stare at each other for half an hour. Oh, exciting. 40 minutes. Uh, I'm at DCM. I hate pie. I'm at Little Citrus. And we'll see you guys next week. I've had to feed it, you always sound when you finish, you're like, ugh. I've had to like stop um, eating mints. Mm-hmm.